Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Andrew McKenna from TalkSport. We're out in Sri Lanka covering the England Cricket Tour. As well as exclusive live ball-by-ball coverage of the Test Series, TalkSport are also giving you a podcast. It's published daily, it's called Following On, and covers all the news and views around the tour. It's full of player interviews, reaction and analysis from TalkSport's team of experts, including Darren Goff, Jared Kimber and Matt Pryor. Oh yeah, and also some of me. We'll be rounding up each day of action from the test matches, plus the news from all the other days on tour. You can subscribe now by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast app. Search for the Following On Cricket Podcast, subscribe now and never miss a show. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome uh, once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. And we were joined in the studio by EastEnders' very own Jake Wood, you know him as Max Branning. You may mm. not know, he does a fine boxing podcast with uh, former boxer Spencer Oliver. And they're going on the road with it. So he came in and talked boxing. He was great, wasn't he? Yeah, we had a chat with him Very good. That. And uh, Dominic Holland. He uh, was good, yeah. Always good to see Dominic. Comedian and, of course, father of... Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. So we had a little chat with him. Uh, we discussed last night's game. We talked about the player called Sainsbury's. And it was not Sainsbury's. Well, it was just Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's, yeah. It's just Sainsbury. Yeah. Well, two of him. And uh, we talked about singing, saying songs rather than singing them. We also talked about the fact that Christmas may be dying out. It's hardly worth listening to it now, isn't it? You've told everybody what we've talked about. <laughs> so here it all is. <laughs> Six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. I did that. Never guess that you'd lost the intro. I know I didn't lose it. I printed it off, and someone has taken it off the printer. Another well, radio station here at Talksport. It's not has taken it with their stuff and not bothered to put let's it. Let's go back. and storm the Matthew let's, Wright show. Let's go and do it. That's right. Stand. Well, it'll kick off. I've used to think that. What if? What would happen if? Um, the Queen Vic uh, took mm. on the Rovers' return. That would be a good fight. Whether they marched on the well, place. We can ask uh, Jake. We can Woods, ask. Yeah, we could do. Eh? He's a boxing man. Yeah, I'm not right. suggesting that the cast of those two <laughs> fine uh, soaps should ever have a tear up. <clears throat> yeah. But it's all, you know, these are the sort of things you do in your win. downtime. Neighbours wouldn't win. <laughs> Neighbours wouldn't. Sheila, she'd take everybody out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, to last night's game, yeah. and uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, Spurs, they're just grinding it out, aren't they? I mean, it wasn't a great game. Oh. It wasn't a great... And one thing I did notice was, it, towards the end, it was mm. exciting. The game was exciting. And yet, thanks to Wembley and, it, and the difficulties of getting away, 
half the people had gone home. I didn't blame them. It would never have yeah. happened at White Hart Lane. It's just so many, and the pitch was disgusting. I mean, why don't they relay it? It's, it's appalling. I've mm. never seen, apart from the Horse of the Year show, I can't remember Wembley being in a worse state. And it really affects, it affected Spurs last night. I was, was saying, leveler. as we were leaving, there were quite a lot of PSV van, fans around different parts of the stadium. They had 5,000 mm. kind of in one corner making a lot of noise. They were great. But they also were dotted all around the stadium. They'd obviously just picked up tickets mm. online. Because we came down the stairs and um, people tear out of that stadium because otherwise you get stuck on Wembley Way and you're queuing for half an yeah, hour. Yeah, no, we all know. Yeah, sure. But I mean, I stayed, mm. I think I left about sort of a minute into injury time. So I saw both the goals, uh, you know, mm. stuck around for that. But uh, people do hurtle down the stairs because where I'm sitting is about sort of 10 flights of steps. They go on forever. And this PSV fan said, why is everybody in such a hurry to get out? <laughs> yeah, you'll find and out, And I was mate. just explaining to him. I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd get a bit of a wriggle on if I was you. Otherwise, you'll be standing in a queue for <laughs> And he was quite you go horrified back to Friday. <laughs> that the National Stadium meant you had to queue for half an hour to get on a tube. It's terrible. We all know that. But it, it, grinding is, is right. And it, it was a kind of, again, bit of a strange atmosphere. And... And, and a difficult watch, a really tough watch. Uh, so don't worry, it's a cup of tea, Andy. And yeah, we, well, it's we the wrong just, cup. We can switch them round afterwards. Um, so yeah, anyway, thanks. yeah, it, it was it was another kind of. Well, of, they came in and he switched them twice. He like just a Marx Brothers know. film. Uh, there's only, only one's got the hemlock in it, and it's Andy. So that's all you have to remember: <coughs> the one that takes okay. him out. So yeah, what I'm trying to say is another quite difficult night to watch. They've not been particularly enjoyable to watch, but they're getting results. So I suppose they are. They're still, they're still alive. I was glad that Harry Kane scored because I didn't want you free of Europe with that big advantage that it gives you in the Premier League. So I was delighted he scored. Yeah. Trent, Trent Sainsbury came on for PSV. And, yeah, there was uh, a lot of Sainsbury games doing the yeah, rounds yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, After yeah. that own goal, he'd definitely be on special offer in January. Yeah, he will be. And uh, right. if he gets injured, they cart him off in a shopping trolley. Uh, quite possibly someone was on about an unexpected item in the bagging area. Oh, the bagging area, that's the goal. You, you, you've, had to, you've had to explain that, though, I've mate, come up with you? a TV show from Good Food Costs Less at Sainsbury's. That's his budget cooking yeah. show. I'm sure, I, I mean, he's play, he's probably plays in Holland and not in England, so he doesn't have to put up with that. Yeah. I love the ball boy. You probably wouldn't have seen this. Ball boy handed the ball to Eric Lamella, yeah. who was holding the ball. Yeah. And only quite grasped the job. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? Swap your ball with his ball? There's multi ball and there's multi ball, really. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I think, again, you saw another example. Mm. It's kind of quite sad. I mean, I don't know why I expect I go there and I see all the top tier empty. Mm. And, you know, you're still getting sort of 50 odd thousand in there. And that's not impressive. a bad crowd. No, but of course not. In Wembley, unless there's 70, 75,000, you feel like you're rattling around and it, it, it's a bit depressing. You're in there and you think, well, it's half empty. Oh, the whole thing's depressing. You'll be so glad when you get to your new well, place. Yes, and uh, poor We're going to talk Liverpool in yeah, a minute. Poor result way. for Liverpool. But uh, Donald Trump thinks they won. He's insisting they won. <laughs> OK, yeah, yeah. That would be his take on that. <laughs> you today. get the idea there. And uh, the rain in Porto was unbelievable. It looked like the weather, a weather front from Sri Lanka had come in. I'm oh, right. That was unbelievable. But uh, they got the game finished, and Monaco, how terrible! It's getting oh, worse, Monaco, isn't it? Ho- Why so much manager uplift yeah. <laughs> from Thierry Henry? Yeah, he might as well disaster. pack it in now. I mean, next week they play. Next weekend they play PSG. That is going to be ugly because there'll be a bit of a backlash, I think, as well. So that's going to be very difficult game mm. for them. And uh, the, we'll speak to Tim about the, uh, the Copa Libertadores final between Boca and River. It's, it's really building up now. The Pope's got involved. The Pope's you got me. involved. He has. He's basically asked the presidents of both clubs to mm. plant a tree in the centre of Buenos Aires. Not in the centre of the pitch. No, an olive tree. 
Oh, okay. To, as, as a sort of gesture, like of an peace. olive branch. Well, That's basically, quite literal. Olive. That isn't it's it? Very literal. No messing about. There. Yes, an olive tree, I believe. I'm translating it, so that's why I gather it. May probably turn out it was nothing like that. It's all yeah. in my level of Spanish. But oh, okay. That's what I think it's saying. And um, and the Jewish fans who got the game put back to Sunday mm. lost out because the uh, federation said no, the games have to be on Saturday. So they're now only coming for half the game. Oh, okay. After the Sabbath finishes. So that's a strange oh, right. one. So, so big... They'll just be there and... for the second half. <laughs> yes. And Paredes, the uh, Argentinian player, do you read this, who plays for Shakhtar? No. He deliberately, well, he deliberately he denies it. Hmm. But he got a sort of very convenient red card in Shakhtar's last game. So he can't play against CSK in Moscow this weekend. Right. But he can go to Buenos Aires. Oh, it's a bit the... of luck, isn't it? Yeah, he used to play for Boca. So, bit of luck. Uh, bit of luck for him there. But I'm sure uh, Tim will have even more for us on that. He certainly will. So uh, that's all to come. Anything else? Is that is that? Oh, uh, well, uh, what else have I got? Uh, yes, I've probably got... I, have to... I shall move on to this list. Speaker John Burko. You know, oh, yeah. He's an incredible sports lover. We've talked about him on the show before. Loves a free ticket. He does. A lot of free tickets. Uh, and apparently, according to the Times, he likes to bore MPs with his love of Roger Federer. Right. The speaker is infatuated with the former world number one tennis player and is keen to tell the Commons whenever he's seen him in uh, action. His latest jaunt was to Basel two weeks ago, where he saw Federer win the Swiss indoor tournament for the ninth time. Really? <laughs> Nine times, honestly. Seriously, why don't we have just had John McEnroe be the speaker? Yeah. That... <laughs> he does love a bit of tennis. John McEnroe. That's a nice idea. Here's a great one. Blast from the past. Oh, yeah. This woman, Maxine, I don't know her last name. She lost, brilliantly lost 17 stone. Well done, Maxine. And there she is with her old trousers. Old, her, her old, old trousers. big trousers. I haven't seen one of those for ages. That's that's remarkable. She's now a size eight. What size was she there? About sort of 24? Yeah, I think she dropped something like 17 dress sizes or something. But look at those Very trousers. They're massive, aren't they? Big old pair of kecks, that. <laughs> I've always wanted to just buy a big pair of trousers like, and just and just hold, hold them, them and I pretend. Suppose, yeah, I'm, you could. Yeah. I mean, people might say that's a that, what a good idea. If you think you know, you think you think you go along and people think, oh, you know, he's got a bit of a derby on him. But you'd say, oh yeah, you say that now, but. Look at my old trousers. And they go, Andy, that's amazing. You lost that much weight. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. I've got 17 dress sizes and I'm not even a woman. It wouldn't be healthy. They wouldn't walk him around with a big old pair of trousers just holding them out to people like a matador. <laughs> It'd be ridiculous. Yeah, it wouldn't it? be a great idea. And uh, I see that Katie Price is a very old one. She's, uh, she's gone... Um, she's wound oh. down. I just want to get this exactly right. Yeah, okay. She's wound down her failing uh, fashion business. Uh, KP Boutique had to be wound up. He had £13 in the bank. Wow. It's like the last days of your clothes business, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? In the 70s. It. Why don't you spend it? Why not have nothing? Sure, just go out and buy, a, I don't know, a bottle of wine or something. Why not leave 13 quid in the bank? Couldn't quite work that out, but there you go. Okay, uh, there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawks Bean Jacobs here on TalkSport. Nick Compton joins us, Robert Snodgrass, Danny Cowley, and with us in the studio now, friend of the show, Dominic Holland. Hi, Dom. Good to see you. Freezing. It Freezing, is cold. We've, yeah. we've warmed up a bit. We've <laughs> Coldest it. studio on earth. Kept it nice and cold. It's like Letterman. Have you not done Letterman? <laughs> Have I done Letterman? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the last time I did Letterman. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did he say? What did Dave say to you? Now, he did. Um, yeah, exactly. Boomerang Kids. Yeah, there's a thing that... Mm. There's a thing... Um, one of the things at the moment, I've got four children, hmm. and you've got kids, haven't you? Both. Oh, yeah, 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 we've both got so kids. Yeah. One of the issues for, for parents now is, is will they ever be able to leave permanently, or yeah. will they return? Hmm. You know, And uh, it seems to be that, that they are going to 
be forever with us because uh, you know for many many reasons you know that the economics and what have you yeah slightly it's, it's, slightly skewing that of course is that uh, one of your sons is Spider-Man. So yeah, I'm yeah. guessing yeah, he if he wanted leave. to go and, he he can to leave, go and buy a... So why doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he doesn't, you know, he much yeah. prefers you guys to, leave. to cook it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got such a great dad. You know, yeah. he's fun. He's young, youngish. Not been on Letterman yet. Um, you know, my... Yeah, obviously, Tom can leave. Yeah. Um, uh, he's in a very rare position. Yeah, okay, certainly. Yeah, we can't yeah. all be Spider-Man. No, can we? well, we can't be. It can only ever be one Spider-Man. No, even if, kids, even if kids have got a good job, if they want to get a mortgage, and you'll, yeah. hope, you'll be hoping it's with the Skipton Building Society. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> of course. if they want to get a mortgage, then it's really, unless mum and dad help them, yeah. it's incredibly difficult. And that's what this, this, their, their research is showing. Because um, I think it's 2.7 million parents with kids at home and it, it puts a constraint on their budgets and what have you mm. um and I, I you know i'll have it with my other kids you know unless tom wedges up and buys them a gaffy <laughs> 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 um, uh, but you know they ain't gonna they're, they're not gonna get the, the career that he's had lucky lucky lad that he is and so it is a it is a problem for people and um it's whether whether you do it happily at home with your kids or whether you whether you have argy bargy you know mm. i mean they're big and they're they leave stuff around and they they have these yeah, my kids wear these clothes, these like hoodie tops. Which mm -hmm. you know, I don't. I, I listen. I'm a fairly abstemious, bloke. I don't want to have a dryer on all day. Yeah, <laughs> these things take about three weeks to dry. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's harder when they, they wash them. If they've always been there, you probably don't notice it. It's if yeah. they go away and then come back. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's the boomerang. And they've kind of upset your kind of equilibrium. Really, yeah. you got used to them not being there. You suddenly have to start wearing clothes again. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see you in the gun with your pipe, <laughs> naked in the gun with your pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, turn yeah. that hot tub off. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, that, that's that's that is the boomerang thing. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The returning. Who smokes a pipe in a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah, Jake, <laughs> you haven't lived. You haven't lived, mate. You yeah, want to come out? You want to yeah, come yeah. out to Paul's? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, actually, what what they also showed is that a lot of people who do come home after a breakup, after the first serious relationship falls over, mm. they come home to mum and dad for a little bit of. Uh, Fix me up, you know, little broken bird. So it's quite nice, really, you know, if, if the parents are there, yeah, open arms and you know, for a while, anyway, <laughs> for, an hour. for a couple of weeks. For an hour. It's been lovely seeing you, but can you go now, please? <laughs> well, that's true. I want to sit and watch Match of the Day in my underpants. Yeah, the trouble is, you, you, you get used to them not being there, then they come back, you get used to them being there again, yeah. and then they go again. And sure, you can't, it's a very difficult period, though, yeah. coming and going. We've, yeah. we've all sort of been through that I think um, you can go and check out the research the good people at, um, at the Skipton Building Society have got all the research on their website and uh, you've got all the information you need to uh, yeah to I'm not sure about that. charging there's an old thing in here about charging kids rent do you charge your kids rent well uh, he, he, no. contentious contentious mm, yeah. I would if I, I would charge them rent I think he's got to, be, got to become independent yeah. now Tom I totally fleece uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, considering he's got one bedroom in a sort of um, a, a three-bedroom house he... in the suburbs, I think twelve grand a week is pushing it. <laughs> yeah, really. When we have a family dinner, mm. the four of us, I am happy to clear the plates of my three youngest sons and present mm. my eldest son with a bill. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. But um, yeah, you know, look, I, I, I hope most families and most parents are happy when their kids come home. Yeah. Worse, much worse for me 
if my kids didn't want to be at home. Of course, yeah. I would yeah. rather just, you yeah. know, rather run off. And Tom doesn't live at home now, though, does he? He's a, he has a flat, but very close. Oh, right. Very right. close. Bring his washing round. That suit does not get washed. You love, you love your football. You love your golf as well. You play I a bit and you're in your I'm golf. I'm amazed about Justin Rose. That's yeah, he's uh, lost his um, club contract. Um, yeah, who's the club contract Taylor with? Taylor Made have decided to go maybe for younger players. I think he's, he's pretty... That's, isn't that ages? Isn't that illegal? Well, I, is that hate? I don't think it's illegal. <laughs> isn't that a hate crime? No, I don't, I don't Surely think that's it is. a hate crime. I don't, I don't think, think it is. is he's got another one. I don't think he's too worried. No. And, uh, well, he did win 10 million quid at the FedEx Cup, so yeah. no bleeding. But listen, Justin Rose is the world number one. I know. Okay, what a, what and Taylor Made looked at that and thought, you know what? Let's get someone we've never heard of. Good time to dump him. It is a strange thing. I agree with you. That's a strange mm. from that point of mm. view. It's a very odd thing, but he, he's had a brilliant season, isn't he? I've been cut to 15. I don't know if that's interesting to the viewers. Really? Your handicap? Yes. Very that's exciting. Good. So are you playing so a lot? The lowest I've been. Um, once every couple of weeks, every, once a week. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, get out there and have a game of golf. Are you and, turned on by the kind of celebrity endorsement of clubs? I mean, would you what? think I've got to go out and get these clubs because then I might play like Rory? Do you know I, mean, I thought you were going to ask me? What's that? Are they offering me an endorsement? <laughs> <laughs> well, on once the, you've done Letterman yeah. a couple more times, <laughs> you'll be on laughing. The, on the bombshell, I've been cut to 15. Yeah. yeah. Taylor made, let's get Dom Holland. Um, yeah. Well, no, I, I'm not, to be honest. I haven't bought clubs for years. Because right. I'm a big believer in it's the guy holding the club. And how you swing it, rather. Because, I mean, yeah, I've got mates who are fantastic golfers and they can pick up a broom and knock it, you know, yeah. close. Because they're just, they, they've just got the, the, the skill and hand-eye going on. Do you see plenty of examples of all the gear, no idea, when you, oh, play, you see a lot of blokes loads. there and all the, you think, well, he looks good. Those re- I think those rescue <laughs> clubs are pretty good, though. They sort of help. And even big drivers, you know. They, they, the big drivers, they yeah. They sort of do help. The amateur. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for, a, I'm, I'm all for, a, you know, equipment that helps me. Yeah. But effectively, you should spend your money on your lessons. Go and see a local pro. Yeah. And we were saying because I mean, you're a sort of Brentford fan. It's because new, you, li- new you stadium. live, in, you live in the area. New stadium. You? Yeah, there's a new stadium, and, and as you noticed, yeah, we went past the other day. Yeah, it's all there. It's starting to take shape. Yeah. Yeah. It's extraordinary, and where it is, I mean, it's literally at the end of Kew Bridge, behind that yeah. pub. Yeah. And you'd never have imagined there's the space for a stadium. Mm. Griffin Park is a beautiful little old ground, but it needed changing. It's an old ground, and and it's you know famously pub on each corner. Um, uh, but Brentford, are, you know, a great little club, and uh, what Matthew Benham's doing there is extraordinary. It's got a fantastic stadium design. It's a different stadium. It's not one of those identical stadiums. You yeah, know, yeah. You, know, you go to these grounds and you see them being thrown up out. They normally buy a sort of cinema and a, and a multiplex. Yeah. Brentford's going to have a, a, a ground right in the heart of, of a neighbourhood. Fantastic. And it's going to be a fantastic thing for, to, for, for the club. Dom Sandy, we're out of time. I'm sorry it was it was a, a brief encounter, but uh, we will see you soon. Always good seeing you, boys. And uh, thanks for popping in. And where can we see you in action? you gigging at the moment? Letterman. Letterman, apart from that, <laughs> he's not on anymore, sadly. <laughs> in Edinburgh, I'll be back there. So I'll be doing gigs around the place, getting new material together. And I'll be back there again next year. Fantastic. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Uh, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. And now you will know uh, Jake Wood from EastEnders, where he plays uh, Max Branning. You'll probably know him from Strictly as well. More on that in a moment. But he is a huge boxing fan. Mm. Um, for a while now, he's been doing a fine podcast with uh, former boxer Spencer Oliver, pound for pound. They're taking it on the road. Some live shows coming up. And Jake has joined us. Hi, Jake. Hey, Paul. Hey, Andy. Good yeah, to see you. Spencer. Spencer's good value, isn't he? Oh, he's a lovely boy, do you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, I don't know him personally, but he's, he's been in his work. He's been in a few times, yeah. hasn't he? And he's always good, good on the media stuff. Yeah, so how did it come about the podcasting? Well, through my friendship with Spencer, really. Hmm. Um, I've known him probably eight years, something like that. It just came about because I'm a massive boxing fan, as you say. I sort of uh, I boxed a bit as a kid, right. and then, uh, I've always been in and out of boxing gyms, training. I love all the training, and then I always go to the shows, and Spencer's always there working. Um, and then, yeah, I was just aware of his story before I met him. You know, it's sort of he's got an amazing, he's had an amazing journey, if you like, from being the European champion at the age of uh, 21 after 11 fights. He was mm. meteoric. He was sort of tipped to be the world champion, and he would have been, I think, if you talk to anyone who sort of knows anything about boxing and about seeing him. And then he was defending his European uh, championship in um, Royal Albert Hall 20 years ago. Had a hard fight. He collapsed in the ring after 12 rounds and woke up 10 days later. Mm. Um, and has got no recollection of the fight, even now. <laughs> I talked to him about it. Wow. He just remembers being in a car on the way to the Royal Albert Hall, and that was it. Um, so, obviously, his life changed, uh, you know, took a completely different direction at the age of 23. So then he went to work for Sky. Um, so as I say, yeah, I sort of was aware of his story before I met him. It turns out he was a fan of EastEnders. So it was a little bit mutual appreciation. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we just sort of got to know each other. And then about two years ago, I had a year off from EastEnders and decided I want to do a, a white collar fight. So we did that. Um, Spencer trained me for like three months. Um, How'd you go? I got a draw in the end. Oh, right. uh, okay, not too bad. But it was <laughs> controversial draw. She no, drew one. No, I think it was fine. I think you know, I was all <laughs> over him first couple of rounds, and then uh, and then he knocked me down twice in the in the third in the third round. So it was okay. a really a really tough fight. You know, I didn't I didn't want to go in and just have an easy dance about. I wanted to really like yeah. uh, put myself through it, and and we did that. We matched it up really well. Another guy in the gym is in a similar position. He he trained hard and he was fit, and he just wanted to have a fight. Um, and from my point of view, it was just a real insight into what a small insight into what a boxer sure. goes through. I'm mm. such a massive boxing fan, and uh, you know, got so much respect for the guys that get into the ring. That's what happens when you do boxing; you have massive respect. Yeah, for and it's I think hard, isn't it? until you do it, you just mm. don't know how tough it is. Like until you throw a punch, punches for like a minute or something. You, yeah. you know, it's uh, and take one. <laughs> you did, yeah. and it just went back in his sort of late fifties and yeah. decided to just to kind of just to. Did you have a fight? Just to yeah. spar. You didn't well, have a fight. I did, did you? sparring, and I, yeah, and, and sparring, I had a, yeah. I had a 
a great coach. He was fantastic. And uh, he was sort of ABA coach. Yeah, and he? he did say to me, you know, if you'd done this when you were younger, you know, you got a bit of talent for it. Wow. I, mean, I don't look like I have, but I did, and I loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved it. You think that ship has sailed? I loved, I mean, well, I loved it till he hit me in the head. Bernard Hopkins <laughs> hasn't left. <laughs> Very hard. George Foreman yeah. was in here a few years ago. He hasn't officially retired, <laughs> so you can take on George, maybe. But, uh, it's catch weight. It strikes me, Jake, that the, the boxing scene we know here at TalkSport, it's yeah. really thriving, the British boxing scene. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. And that moment. must be, you know, great for this if you're going to do live show and also for the podcast. Well, that's that's the whole idea. So about this time last year, me and Spencer, because we talk, sit around talking about boxing anyway. We do, you know, we love it so much. We just, you know, we do that for fun. So we, we just thought, you know, let's put a microphone on it and uh, and we'll, we'll start a podcast. We'll see where it goes. Uh, so that's what we did in January. I think we've done 47 shows. And, and obviously through Spencer's connections, we're mm. getting all the world champions. We're getting Tyson Fury, Eddie Hearn, uh, Carl Froch, Carl Frampton, um, Tony Bellew. We're talking to all those guys. But I think another aspect of the sport that really interests me is all the, like the human side, you know, and the characters around it. Every time when I was going to see boxing shows, it is like a family, you know. They're like a little bit like a travelling circus. You see the same doctors, the same cutsmen, the same mm. referees. Mm. And and, all, and that really started to interest me. When I got to know them over the years and their stories and... Um, and that's what we wanted to do on a podcast, kind of talk to the you know the world champions and the, and the fighters, but also give these other guys a voice and, and talk to them about their stories. You know, the doctor who sort of who goes there for two hundred and fifty quid, he's not there for the money; he's there because he gets the best seat in the house. You yeah, know? So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so every episode we focus on someone else. Um, I think the cuts, man, they are fa- that is fascinating, isn't yeah, it? So really, a, a the guy, way they have to work. A guy called Harry Holland on, yeah, mm. and he talks us through the process of how do you stop a cut and all that. Um, so yeah, they're sort of like the things that really interest me, like the intricacies yeah. of the sport, the stuff that you don't really think about. You know, there's a guy called Mike Goodall who, who puts, he's been putting the rings up for everyone, you know, and he works for all the Sky Sports and Eddie Hearn. He's been putting the rings up for years. That's mm. his job. You know, and uh, you never think of that, do you? Really? No, he yeah, just yeah, seems yeah. the kind of minutiae. It's, the, it's, yeah. just the embra- it's such an yeah. important part of the business. It's interesting you mentioned Tony Bellew there, and we had sort of Tony talking the last few days. He can't wait for it to be over. You don't often hear a boxer <laughs> say that. I mean, mm. you know, you could never accuse him of ducking a fight. I mean, Usyk is a is a beast, isn't he? It's going to be a really tough fight for him. It is going to be a very tough fight. Yeah, we had Tony Bellew on the podcast about about a month ago, and um, he was actually on his honeymoon when Usyk called him out. Usyk uh, mm. unified the division, didn't he? World Boxing Super Series, and he called him out. And, and um, Tony said he was sitting on his honeymoon, watching it on his phone. You know, and he sort of like officially retired. Mm. He said, "But well, I couldn't have done." You know what I mean? Because I was still <laughs> sitting there watching it on the bloody. <laughs> and he said, as soon as Usyk called him out, he, he knew he had to. He had to. So he's phoned his his man. His, his, trainer David Colwell straight away and said we're on I mean uh, <laughs> you know Belly's a, a warrior a yeah great, a great guy he's a real character um, you know just a, and a great fighter he's just given such value over the years and then uh, I really hope he comes through on Saturday I think it would be an amazing end oh, to that it would story be, yeah I think we'll all be rooting for him really. I, I think of what in terms of what was ever expected of him as well he always calls himself the fat kid you know from mm. Liverpool we sort of no one ever expected much of him and what he's achieved already, he could quite easily walk away, couldn't he? You know, um, you know, in his own words, he could have walked away after that fight at Everton, you know, at Goodison yeah. Park. That was the pinnacle of his career in his sure. life. But I, I think if he beats Usyk Saturday night and and unifies the cruiserweight division, you know, he's come down from heavyweight, so he's, he's had there's another element he's had to lose that weight. Um, I think if he does that, if he if he manages to get past Usyk, and he's got a chance, I think, because he's he's got a hell of a punch. Um, yeah, then that would just be an amazing. It would be amazing brilliant. Thing. Yeah. You, you he's a rank outsider. He yeah. is absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You mentioned white collar boxing. There, we were talking earlier about the, the prospect of a white collar tournament, boxing tournament between 
EastEnders and Coronation Street. <laughs> I was just wonder if could yeah. the Vic could the Vic take the, the Rovers' return or vice stuff. versa? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we, me and, I uh, reckon you do Ken Barla. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a fair matchup, <laughs> is it? Yeah, come on, me, will he? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's longer reach. He's quite a tall man, <laughs> Bill Roach. Uh, I think a tail of the tape might be interesting. So on the live shows, then, Jake, you, yes. you guys. You're just kind of taking questions from the audience? So you... That's it, yeah, it's going to be Q&A. It's going to be essentially kind of like a live version of what we're doing, the podcast. Um, you're going, we're going to have guests, we'll have mm-hmm. Q&As, we're going to have meet and greets. Um, yeah, so wherever we are, we'll have a boxer or someone involved in the sport. And mm. uh, yeah, it's just going to be a fun night. You know, what we do is, is kind of irreverent, it's fun. I think whether you're like a hardcore fan or an armchair supporter, you know, you, you, you're going you're gonna to enjoy the night and uh, yeah, come out, say, we just can't wait to get it on the road. You know, the, uh, as I said to you earlier, I think the success of it has taken us all a little bit by surprise yeah and uh this is just going to be great we're going i think we're doing about 16 dates up and down the country and um as i say yeah, we're just really looking forward to it there was a boxing club wasn't there in east enders for a while they had the old boxing club there yeah it was you? brannings wasn't it? It was, that's uh, it yeah, yeah, yeah max's dad in this in the story is was a quite a good boxer apparently mm. yeah so i don't know whether they've got plans to bring that back but uh <laughs> Be, be, you're yeah. doing Strictly again you're doing it at Christmas is I'm that doing right? a Christmas special yeah. yeah so I started rehearsing uh, yesterday right and I'm aching today <laughs> <laughs> so it's four years since I did the series uh, and I haven't danced at all since mm. um, so yeah but it's, it's fun what are the differences then in sort of boxing fitness and dancing fitness? I suppose they both take a fair bit out of you, don't they, I would imagine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing is uh, puts pressure on yeah, muscles you didn't know you had. Yeah. But I think, to be fair, I think boxers are just, uh, you know, for me, they're one of the, the fittest sports around. I think, you know, I can't, I don't think you can really compare them. And all the dancers on the show, they all smoke anyway, like bloody <laughs> like, like, like troopers, yeah. It's well, ridiculous. It's, ridiculous, it's yeah. a funny show, isn't it? I mean, obviously, all the PR around it is great for the show. It mm. makes people watch it, and all the, you know, the, the curse of Strictly and yeah, all this yeah, stuff, yeah. you know. <clears throat> but it, it, it kind of works for the show, and people they don't mess with it, which I think, you know, other reality, format, other yeah. reality shows could learn from that. I think mm. it's a good format. It works, and they they tend to really stick to it. I think you're right. You know, it's um, it's worked for years and years, isn't it? So why change it? Yeah, mm. people love it, don't they? It's mm. not, and it's not, it's not, you know, it's not going away. It's just getting more and more popular. So. Mm. Um, yeah, that live tour. I did a live tour of that. Not the year, not straight after the the series that I did, but I did it a year later. And what an amazing experience that was! Like coming out to the O2 to twenty thousand people. You know, all and we did the salsa that we did mm. on the show, and that was a popular dance. Oh, I feel literally, they are screaming. It's like oh, yeah. they love it. Crazy. You don't have you have your own ring walk before you come. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that when you had your white collar? Did you have your own walk on music? Yeah, did I had you a walk on that? music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you go with? Uh, just a bit of James Brown, Godfather. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Who are the guys I, you grew up yeah. watching then? Who were the boxers that that sort of that you loved as, as well, a kid? I got suppose you into the Mike sport? Tyson was a, uh, was was the main one. I had yeah. the main sort of you know I'm 46 now, so I sort of grew up in that in that era. Um, you know, you had Eubank, <laughs> Nigel Benn. It was a different time. When it was, you know, it was like uh, boxing then was free, free to view. You know, it's on yeah. ITV, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's how I remember it. So that was the times, you know, Frank Bruno and um, Tyson you know. was so intimidating. You, I oh. mean, when he actually lost, it was a complete and utter shock. I mean, the first yeah. time you just couldn't believe it. I mean, you? really, we love the glitz and we love the kind of twenty-minute ring walks. But this was a bloke who would like he was kind of like he was going to work like a plumber. Yeah, he, he'd yeah. walk in with those black trunks, doing that thing with his neck, just getting yeah. there, yeah. getting the work done, and then just yeah. get yeah. out again. He had a towel, he? didn't he, with a yeah. hole cut in the middle? <laughs> that yeah. was it. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, all yeah, he had. Yeah. To, to be honest, I think you're right. I think he had most of those opponents beat before they got in the ring. Yeah. You could see the terror in their eyes. Mm. And I think there was a period of time, probably about a year, year and a half, when I think Tyson was unbeatable. For, yeah. for me, like if you go back, classic question: you know how would Tyson? against Ali 
I'm Tyson. I think if you take both of those fights at their peak, and it's a great debate, you know, mm. and you, and you'll get you get fifty fifty on that. It's one of the questions we ask on the podcast every week. We yeah, are, and yeah, we were split probably 50 50 but i'm in the tyson camp you know i just uh, i think there was a period of time when he would have he would have smashed anyone up it was interesting that sugar ray leonard who uh, came in here about six seven years ago and looked like he'd never had a fight in his life he's just <laughs> he did. He's, he's not amazing. a mark on him he's amazing yeah, yeah. and uh he was chatting recently about uh, floyd mayweather and uh, he just said to him you think you in your pump you would have beaten floyd in his pump he said oh yeah def- <laughs> definitely without a de- <laughs> course, very yeah. cool. floyd's talking about I have another Pacquiao rematch, which I don't think really anybody's got the stomach for. And he's got this other thing at Christmas, isn't he, against the kickboxer? They're very odd. Oh, don't do that. That kind of freak show stuff, I'm not a massive fan of. Yeah, but you look at the figures, they, I think he got 100 million, didn't he, or, or more for the McGregor, for the McGregor oh, fight. Yeah. So, you know, you know who's going yeah, to turn down that sort of money? It's, uh, Why can't... And the mm. thing is, you've probably talked to Spencer about this and other people on the podcast. It's so hard to stay retired. Even Klitschko this week has said, oh, I feel like I've got a bit in me. I could come back again. It, it, you kind of feel like, I mean, others like Cal Zaggy and stuff have, have stuck to it and decided yeah, they yeah. won't come back. But yeah. I suppose they, they just love it. They're into a routine. It's good for everything. It's good for their mental health. It's good for their fitness. And they've lived their life like that. It's hard to just suddenly stop, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, I think, I, well, I've talked to Spencer about it. And because he's been in and around so many boxers for so many years, he's, he seems to think that when you know, you know. You know, it's, mm. uh, it's one of those things, I think. Um, yeah, but again, yeah, you're going to get guys that go on for too long. Mm. We had a guy on the podcast last week, a guy called Christian Late, who was uh, a journeyman, and he had 300 fights and oh. lost 279 of them. Wow! And he, re- he retired in uh, July. I said, "Why did you retire?" He said, "I think oh, that was it. I've had enough." <laughs> 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 I, mean, I said that after 150. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on. Talk sport and our uh, producer has be- just become mm. ultra competitive recently. And I he don't wants know, to what's wrong with him. Well, I don't know, it's, it's strange, <laughs> isn't it? I've never known him like this. He's so driven. The show has been uh, nominated for the Football Supporters uh, Federation uh, Awards 2018. If we, if chuffed at the nomination now he wants to win it I mean I don't know he gets this into his head he's a talkie fan mm. um, so uh, you can vote for us uh, we'd be delighted if you did uh, at TSH&J all the details are there but it's um, fsf.org.uk and you can vote for us and lots of other people as well including uh, Max and Barry with a warm up oh, don't vote for them okay don't vote for them yeah <laughs> definitely not we can't we can't deal you know we can't match the level of celebrity that Max has via his Gaviscon work <laughs> We can't, we can't live with that, Andy. That's your relationship with Trevor Nelson. Yeah, we'll see. That, that, we haven't got a zinger of a story involving microwaves that gets people on side no, in a voting true. environment. I think he's just something. upset because the National Obsession podcast that he does with didn't Charlie Baker didn't make it. Next year. Next year. Next year. Always, that's a fine listen as well, though. It is. Now, talking of Torquay, mm. I saw this today. The world's oldest ship sailed from Torquay in 1873. Did it really? Of course, they were in the is first it? division in those days. Yeah. I think they probably were. Mike Bateson with his ventriloquist dummy and all that. Yeah. Um, anything else? Oh, well, I might have. Hold on. Give me a sec. I'm just crossing out. Just one crossing that out. Can... That's one bit of gold gone for the day. What a great shame. I'd like to mark them off. You know how it is. Yeah. I thought the Welbeck for Palace rumour made a lot of sense. I was reading this morning. I thought that was... Uh... I wonder if it makes a lot of sense to him. Do well, you think it would? Well, it's difficult to leave a club like Arsenal, of course. But, it, you know, you want football and they need a striker and he's a very good striker. So 
it kind of makes sense. Asari has let it be known, apparently, I read today, that uh, another London club made an inquiry about um, Loftus-Cheek in January and he said, back off. I wonder which London club that could be. It was West Ham. Well, it? well do you think it was or do you it think it West may Ham. have been Palace again? Uh, Palace as well, but it was West Ham, apparently. No, they, he said he wants to stay. Sorry, I wish people would just leave it alone. It's it's ridiculous. He wants to stay. Sorry, said he wants to stay. Let him stay. Stop trying to sell him and loan Nobody's him out. Nobody's trying to sell him. Well, they are. They are sort of trying to loan him out somewhere. Mm. Um, the uh, do you see read that stuff about a good piece in the Sun today about Eric Jemba Jemba? Yeah, and uh, I think it was in the Sun. I might be wrong. Yes, it was. Yeah, I yeah, saw it. Was, it. Yeah. yeah, it was a big feature. Uh, what, the amount of money he spent. I mean, he was declared bankrupt in two thousand and seven. He had ten. Four by four cars and 30 bank accounts. Well, the weather must be bad around his way. <laughs> Ten. Yeah. Wow. He said, Eric's on a different planet, his agent at the time said. He has no notion of money. At United, he was earning £75,000 a month, which sounds a lot. But yeah. Compared to today, it's not even a week's worth, is it, really? Uh, if I was a little bit cleverer, I wouldn't have lost so much, says Eric. You're probably right. Uh, Cheryl... Uh, Cheryl, she's just Cheryl. Just there. Cheryl, yeah, you've got to go through all the surnames. You'll be here for hours. Yeah, she's got a new album out. Off Girls Allowed, of course. Yeah, she's got a new Off album. Off Girls yeah. Allowed. She's got a new, uh, new album out. A return comes four months, the papers say, after a split with One Direction star Liam Payne. Thanks for bringing us yes, this. Yes, I yeah. thought so, yeah. Uh, Cheryl insists, though, that uh, the, all the music and the songs that I've got ready were done way before we split. None of them are about anybody. Okay. I was thinking, well, they sound great. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> yeah, they're just what a great all advert made for up. those songs. There was a nice uh, interview. Uh, they, they reflected on a little short spell that a lot of people may have forgotten about of George Best at Bournemouth because Manchester mm. United played Bournemouth. And there was a nice feature on it in the Times uh, at the weekend. And Harry Redknapp, uh, of course, with his links to Bournemouth, was recalling mm. uh, days with uh, George there. And uh, Harry said, we had a great day at the races. As we set off home, me and George, we saw two guys trudging along looking like they'd done their money. George says, Harry, let's give them a lift. So, so we offer them a lift. They get in. They can't believe it's George Best. They've done their money at the races, but they look like they've won the pools. He talked to them all the way home, he said. He, he, he loved people, did George. And um, they then had Best's human touch was again in evidence when Bournemouth hosted a junior football tournament during the Easter holidays. All the kids wanted to play with George. This is Gary Megson talking about this. So mm. George made sure he played with every single team, five minutes with each. So uh, all the kids uh, could say they'd played with George Best. So it was a really nice piece yeah. of kind of showing a different side of the guy. I mean, ultimately, he stopped turning up. And uh, at one point, uh, somebody went to pick him up to go and play in Bournemouth's next game. And he said, yeah, I'm just going to pop to the loo first. Ten minutes later, he hadn't come back and he climbed out the window. <laughs> so, he didn't fancy but it. Was a, it was a really nice uh, feature, that. And uh, the papers, looking forward to I'm a Celebrity, uh, have, have noticed that ITV haven't got any England games like they've had in previous years. Oh, right. And so normally that allows Ant and Deck, who would be presenting it, to have, well, a, have a couple of days off. Yeah. But now it's, not uh, this time, now it's, it's Holly not and Deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Deck and Holly. I don't know how you want to do it. but yeah, uh, very Christmassy. Yeah, so they're quite sympathetic. I was thinking, well, don't be that sympathetic. It's, not, you know, it's quite a nice gig, the I'm a Celebrity gig. At least it's the, the presenters get the best gig in there, don't they? They get all the... Bits are going there, but they haven't got to eat all that disgusting stuff. You know, <laughs> Is that get, the way you they, see it? Well, they go and re- every night they go and retire to the six-star Versace hotel. I don't do. Is that where they all stay? That's where they used to stay. Yeah. Okay, right, fair enough. Then I'll bow the Osprey Hotel is six-star. Yeah, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, Great Thomas, the winner of the Tour de France, will be with us yeah. in the studio tomorrow. We look forward to that. So Good. until then, have a fine evening.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.